get your take on Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe, I've served with Joe and know him very well. Uh, I consider him a nice guy. But, uh, but ideologically, I think he's a Neanderthal. Yes. Uh, I think that uh, with the Hyde Amendment that just got exposed, shows you how bad he was in that regard. What he did in savaging the, the appearance of Anita Hill uh, was beyond the pale. Uh, what, Absolutely. Uh, he could have let two other ladies to corroborate, uh, and that would have been the end of the hearing had they cooperated Anita Hill. He didn't let that happen. And he let uh, our inspector, Republican from, from uh, Pennsylvania, savage, savage Anita Hill. Mm. And uh, I have great admiration for her because she handled herself with such a plum. Hello, and welcome to Season of the Current Affairs Bitches Slinging Hot Takes on Super Tuesday. Woohoo! <laughs> um, this is a very special and precious group of women that have come together to talk about the absolute nightmare that is our election season. Um, I thought we could start with some brief introductions, uh, so to see who we have on this call. So if we want to start with the current affairs folks, I feel like that would be good. I'm Vanessa AB. I'm an associate um, editor at Current Affairs, and I'm uh, boiling with rage. Good morning. <laughs> also, Vanessa is doing the work of waking up at 5 a.m. for this on the West Coast, so... Thank you, Vanessa, for Truly being here with us. Champion. <laughs> um, I'm Lyda Gold. I'm the amusements and managing editor at Current Affairs. Um, I am also just just fucking boiling right now. I had a I had a text conversation with my mother. I texted her last night. She's a Warren person in, in Michigan. I texted her and I was like, "You have got to vote for Bernie." And her her response, her first response is, "If Elizabeth persists." I'm with her. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm struggling today. <laughs> wow. Wow. I was, like, last night, um, my partner's mom is in Massachusetts and voted for Warren, and we were watching the news, and there was, like, a headline that was something about, like, how poorly Warren did, and I was like, take a picture of that and send it to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's just, that's just how I'm helping mother relationships. <laughs> We gotta do our part. <laughs> On that note, Zoe, do you want to introduce yourself to the maybe current affairs audience that's listening? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Zoe. I'm one of the hosts of Season of the Bitch. Um, what else? I try to foster relationships between mothers and their sons. Um, I'm Kellen. I'm also one of the hosts of Season of the Bitch. In my day life, I'm a PhD candidate in U.S. history, um, and I hate all presidents, and I anticipate that I will hate the next president, even if it's my grandfather, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm Laura. I'm also a co-host of Season of the Bitch, uh, and... And our editor. And editor of Season of the Bitch. Um, I 
am uh, holding it together this morning by watching all of the content that my um, punk icon Kim Gordon has been putting out. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> she really, she's just been like reply guying um, Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg all oh my day. God. And honestly, she's inspirational to me. And I, I, yeah, I mean, like, I do have like a weird maybe, uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm gay as hell. Um, <laughs> and maybe I have like a weird fantasy of like Kim Gordon, like, doming um, Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg in their like <laughs> fucked up bullshit and I don't know it's really bringing me a delight this morning <laughs> other than the bullshit that we're really going through please, but anyway please write this fanfic yes thank you so much <laughs> I, I I'm having a I'm having a time that's really what's holding me together <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, since for the listeners at home, we're recording literally mere hours after um, the results. I did not have a full sleep between the results and what's happening now. So I'll preface that. Um, but I thought we could maybe Who just had share a full some sleep? Like, initial reactions to what the fuck happened last night. What do you guys think? Mm. Uh. <laughs> Would it be, exactly. Would it be worth it to like just run through... Um, yeah, the results. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have those up. If that. Yeah, please Rick, give us a rundown, and we can oh, give yeah. our, okay. we can give some reacts so, in real time. Yeah. You fell asleep okay. looking at the New York Times app. It's oh fine. My God. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have Alabama. Joe Biden takes Alabama. Joe Biden wins Arkansas. Bernie takes California. Wee. Bernie takes Colorado. Maine. Wee. <laughs> Maine is still close to call as of this recording. Nobody cares about you. Honestly. Yeah, Maine. Weird state. Joe Biden won Massachusetts, which <laughs> is solely the fault of uh, Zoe's partner's mother. Honestly, um, <laughs> yes. Joe Biden won Minnesota. Joe Biden won North Carolina, which is my fault because I got voter suppressed in North Carolina. Jesus. Um, Joe Biden won. Yeah, pour one out for this, homie. Um, Joe Biden won Oklahoma. Joe Biden won Tennessee. Joe Biden won Texas. Bernie won Utah. Bernie won Vermont. And Biden won Virginia. Yeah. 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 I think this is like the reason why we have to essentially dive right into what happened right before Super Tuesday, um, which is just <laughs> I, because I mean, I, I think going going into this Super Tuesday, I think, you know, we were all much more hopeful because the center like, first of all, Joe Biden wasn't even on the fucking map. Like, he just wasn't on the fucking map. He was, other than South Carolina, he was just, like, polling and polling and actually performing in, like, fourth and fifth. Um, But after South Carolina, you know, we have instances of Obama literally giving the nod to Pete Buttigieg and Tom Steyer and just being like, hey, uh, it's time to rally behind our, our sundowning grandfather <laughs> i i mean i have i have kind of a controversial take on this yeah which is that 
I think, you know, I think we got really comfortable with the polls because mm. they showed our guy winning. Yeah. Um, but Joe Biden entered the race as the front runner. And, um, you know, like the reality is that yesterday he sort of performed in the way we would expect when he entered the race. And like mm. those expectations didn't necessarily play out in uh, New Hampshire and Iowa, I think, because the field was larger. But now that the field is narrower, I sort of feel like, yeah, we're kind of back to where we were because Biden is a strong candidate, mm-hmm. not because of his policies. And I mean, which not because of his stamina, not because of how he presents and certainly not because he can finish like his own sentences. But <laughs> yeah, because... he apart. <laughs> but you know he's a name people recognize and like yeah. on honestly even if like i think joe biden was always going to win south carolina and yes. probably like mississippi alabama he's got the older black voter support which has mm-hmm. been sort of a more powerful energy than the younger black support mm-hmm. that Bernie has. So we sort of knew these things were happen. We're going to happen. I, I think the real surprises to me are like in places like Minnesota. Massachusetts, Minnesota yeah. and Texas. Um, even Oklahoma. Even Oklahoma. But if we're fair, if we look at the numbers, Bernie did get a lot of votes and delegate wi- delegate wise, mm-hmm. he's coming out OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for those of you. For those of you keeping track at home, as of right now, again, it's 8.20, uh, Wednesday, March 4th. The current East delegate Coast count time. has... <laughs> East Coast time. Thank you. Yes, very much not where Vanessa is. Um, again, shout out to our uh, morning warrior. Um, we have Biden. <laughs> Biden is at 453 delegates. Sanders is at 373. So... And that's uh, before California comes in, right? Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah. point. Well, and I think it's important to also, um, I don't know if if now is the right time, but I think for people who aren't aware, it's good to like remind folks that the Democratic candidate needs a certain amount of delegates to win the nomination, and it often will go to a uh, contended convention, which puts into play the superdelegates. And I think the fear is for Bernie Sanders supporters that if we don't win going into convention, we know that the Democratic establishment um, will... It'll be contested. Exactly. Yeah. So again, for those of you keeping score at home, it's 1991. That is the number of delegates (laughs) that you need to win the nomination outright on the first ballot. So... Um, yeah. yeah, we still have so many. Uh, every other candidate is at double digits right now. Warren is in third place with 39. So um, Bernie and Biden so are far and away. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's something we should we should talk about is the, the Warren oh, situation. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. definitely. Um, I also just wanted to say that I... I, I turned on CNN this morning just to fucking see because <laughs> the the pundits just drive me nuts. But the main thing that people kept talking about over and over again is how 
like the pundits were just saying shit like, you know, it's clear that America really is is wanting stability over change. And we see this um, in the way that they came out in droves for Joe Biden. It's like, go fuck yourself. That's not why that happened. Um, it, like, of course, the rhetoric of anti-Trump is working, but it wouldn't have worked if it weren't for Pete and Amy uh, dropping out of the race. Like, I don't think, I don't think that, I think we would have had much more of a divided vote, even though I agree with you, Vanessa, that of course, Biden was positioned well after South Carolina. And I just think, I just don't think he would have swept in the way that he did because of course, when we see, and of course we're about to get into this, but you know, when we see things like in Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren coming in third place in her home state, and that being <laughs> some of the largest margins that um, Biden won, I think it's truly because the vote, the progressive vote was split. But we didn't see that with the Sunrise vote because everyone kind of rallied behind Biden. Yeah. Also, arguably, I would say Biden's not stable. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> deeply unstable. <laughs> I it's like actually hard for me to watch him like the wife yes. sister thing I like my friends kept replaying it and like thought it was hilarious and I was like I, I can't look at this no this is a man in rapid decline yes yeah, yeah. oh my god I saw it somebody, somebody tweeted about how Biden is like what where Reagan was year six oh, like shit. he's just like straight up full like free fall in decline and like it's actually not even funny truly like this is like a man whose mental capacities are diminishing before our very eyes <laughs> and like it's a total like the emperor has no clothes situation like it's honestly insulting that the democratic establishment is putting him in front of us like he's on the tv every 20 seconds and just like expecting us to not notice that like this is happening, but I mean, yeah. it's working like yeah. that isn't enough. And it's not like every person, a lot of people who voted in Super Tuesday are not not turning on CNN to watch Joe Biden confuse his like wife and his sister he, They're You know, he's Barack Obama's vice president. Right. Um, and that makes also, a huge difference. Like that his supporters, a lot of them are older and they're just like, oh, yeah, like I confuse my wife and my sister all the time. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> the generational yeah. gap is insane. Yeah. That's really more than anything what it's about. Uh, he, yeah. Like Biden has so little support among young people. Yes. And then Bernie really, really struggles with older people. Yeah. I don't know what Bernie could do to reach out to older people more than he's doing other than yeah. like he'll actually protect Social Security. Right. I think there's a problem. It's possible that the older generation just hates the younger one and wants us to die. Yeah, it honestly <laughs> seems more and more like seems it. like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say that on CNN this morning, they said they literally said Biden, quote unquote, looks like someone who can do the job and people will rally <laughs> behind him because he, quote, oh, has God. the basic comp competency to run the country like a this is not the fucking bar that we are setting for ourselves and b no he does not <laughs> like no he does not part of the problem is they fundamentally don't know what the problem with trump is mm. i saw uh, a jacobin writer i can't remember which one get get yelled at because yesterday she she said that like biden would do terribly in a debate because um you know trump is clever and he's funny and he's he's quick and they were like, how dare you praise Trump? And it's like, no, no, no. This is oh. like an accurate description. Yeah. Of like, he actually is very quick on, with, right. with insults and on his feet with things like that. But they they so have to believe that, like, 
smart people are good and bad people yeah. are dumb and vice versa. That like mm. that, that yeah, the, the Trump he's not just incompetent, he has to be dumb, but he's he's actually not. Right. And Biden is dumb in a way that's very, very dangerous. Yes. I mean <laughs> yeah, his speech last night was honestly it was just like him truly first of all, the audio was wild. I don't even understand how it was giving such blown out audio but anyway that's like me as like a as an audio person I'm just like I'm like who the fuck was doing this I mean I'm honestly kind of here for it but it just sounded like blown out disaster um but yeah the only thing that he said he was like he just was like turned out pretty good huh (laughs) like that's that's literally what he fucking said it's like okay yeah dude I guess that's all you can really say, and you're hiding behind the lineage of Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe we should transition into uh, our other, our other uh, person that we wanted to really kind of focus on, <laughs> which is uh, Elizabeth Warren. And I think that we all wanted to do that because um, even I don't know if y'all have encountered this, but like among the left, I do see a lot of women like really hesitant to critique Elizabeth Warren and I'm just like ready to fucking go for it. <laughs> Let's take her out like the misogynist we truly are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I over the past few days um after the endorsements of uh, Pete Buttigieg and uh, Beto O'Rourke and Amy uh, came in for Biden. I've been watching like all these old videos of Liz Warren just like speaking so highly of Bernie Sanders because it's just like soothed my soul in a maybe like kind of nihilistic way because obviously she's wrapped up in, you know, the political establishment at this point but it just it just is soothing to just know how much of a circus the whole thing is (laughs) even though it's also so like depressing yeah it's it's wild it is wild I mean I think that that's something to talk about is that like idea that she's beyond reproach as a woman and like I think it sounds like that's something that a lot of us have sort of picked up on um, online and maybe IRL as well. Um, it's hard to have it's hard to have conversations about her mm-hmm. um, without the idea that like you are not a feminist or you're a bad feminist, kind of like floating over um, the conversation. And like I was thinking the other day because I saw somebody. Somebody I know um, posted something about how excited they would be to have, like, the first woman president. And I was just, I, like, caught myself thinking, like, yeah, it would be cool to have a woman president. It would be cooler to have no president, but it would be cool <laughs> to have a woman president, I guess. It would but it would be, be cool to have the first Jewish president. It like, would also be cool. To That's what I say when people are like, don't you want a woman? I'm like, yeah, there's also never been a Jewish person. Like, if that's the game that you want to play. Right. Right. But like, I just, it's like, but, but what sort of, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, uh, nobody's talking about the fact that we've never had a Jewish president before. Um, and like, if it were somebody who wasn't Bernie Sanders, if it were like a Pete Buttigieg who mm-hmm. was a Jewish man, mm-hmm. I think people would be making a huge deal out of that, especially in a time when like anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism is on the rise. Like that would be a media talking point, but because it's Bernie, 
we like we he is anti-semitic don't i don't know if you knew that, that way but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean and i also think here's where we see we've we've been seeing um you know identity politics cuts both ways right like um when mayor pete was still running he barely i feel like truly if i was running for president and i was a gay woman i would just be like yo let's talk about gay shit let's talk about <laughs> this other stuff and he was just like whispering like i'm gay and um, and then said he would take a straight pill exactly he said he would fucking take a straight pill and you know yeah. it's where we where we see him you know, rallying behind Biden when Biden specifically has voted against, like, was voting against LGBTQ rights long before, um, you know, while Bernie Sanders was not. And so we see that, you know, the actual liberation of queer people was not really something Pete was interested in. <laughs> um, but he was able to kind of use his identity um, in a specific way in that in in this election. And I think, you know, we're seeing Liz Warren doing that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just assumed that whatever her plans are, which most of her supporters just love to say plans and actually read them, it, it, it's assumed <laughs> that her plans are the best for women. And they just because naturally a woman, a woman who is famous will do everything that is good for women as a whole, like, cause that's, that's right. how it works. And that's how it's always worked. And if you question that people get really, really upset with you. If you, if you look at that paradigm, you're like, actually sometimes like a single individual, rich, famous woman doesn't have the interests of like all women in mind. People will mm. people freak the fuck out. And yeah. I think it's like, we got to remember who voted Trump into office. It was white women. And like when I'm so, I'm so over like the memes of like, someone putting a picture of Biden and um, and Sanders next to each other and being like, I literally don't see a difference between these two. And I'm like... Yeah, that's because you're a fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> that's because you're a fucking idiot. And, like, literally you'd rather vote for a woman who claimed native heritage, even though she's white as hell and white women were, like, the absolute bootlickers who got... Trump elected I just I don't know I'm so fucking annoyed I as a white woman <laughs> with white women too the, the native thing is is interesting because what I have seen from some of her supporters is they'll be like yeah she really should apologize you know <laughs> the kind of acknowledge it they won't acknowledge that like the years of her like doing race cosplay like mm. the, you know like that's not interesting to them they'll pretend it you know like Oh, it was just a family story she didn't know and she like literally told every place she ever worked for. Right. There's um, no way she could have known she was white, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. I heard a story about how she um there there were, you know, there was this tiny group of um native students at Harvard Law and they wanted to meet with her to be a faculty advisor because they're like, Oh, cool, there's a native professor. That would be like awesome. Oh and she god. just like avoided them. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Like, again, like, it's anecdotal. I don't know if it's true, but it's, like, it Probably. seems quite likely. Yeah. 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 But, I, yeah. another thing about, another thing about the, the, like, her claiming Native heritage thing that I don't see talked about as much is it's, it's not just about her, like, claiming this thing that is 
just it's wrong on so many levels for her to have done that for like her personal benefit but she also in so doing like played right into the hands of these elite institutions like harvard made it like she came to harvard law during a time period where harvard law was in a crisis because it was i believe 100 percent white and she was like the solution to harvard's race problem at the time and so not only is it like this absolutely disgusting cynical ploy for her to individually get ahead in life but it's really revealing of the way that the individual actions that elizabeth warren has taken throughout her life um actually serve to uphold the status quo to uphold hierarchy and like as much as she'd like to you know put on a progressive face like not that there aren't good things that she's done like you know the cfpb is like that's a good thing but at the same time like she she is someone who's fundamentally fighting for you know protecting people who are already at the top just like redistributing their wealth a little bit um she's not threatening to institutions um in the way that bernie is and i, I think that's like something that even like there are people who claim to be on the left who support her and like yeah. It's it's bonkers to me. Well, and that makes me think, like, maybe we quickly go through some of the massive differences between the two of them in case any of our, our combined listeners are fucking confused about this, <laughs> um, which I feel like our listeners are much smarter than that. But, like, let I just think, you know, I can yeah. start by saying my personal favorite difference is um, – is the the military and also climate change and specifically them in combination and like the quotes of Elizabeth Warren being like we're gonna green the military um and the very specific differences between um their voting records when it comes to um international relations as well as their their differences on um moving forward with a green new deal she also um her health care plan is much less rigorous than bernie sanders she her plan is to wait until year three to try to implement it which is just absolutely insane did we learn nothing from obamacare right um she uh, also does wants to restructure um, and uh, try to fix ICE, whereas Bernie Sanders has called for the active dismantling um, of ICE. Uh, she also has said she's a capitalist, um, and not just in her she Reagan be- she ideas. Believes- I mean, yeah, yeah. She believes in the death penalty, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and life without parole. I guess she said um i for the sake of the suffering because she believes that is uh more painful than death that's why she that's sorry that's why she favors life sentences over the death penalty oh nice Um, that's that's the reason she gave the new york times yeah i forgot about that she said that 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 did happen that's crazy um bernie's also trying to get rid of private prisons like speaking of the carceral state it's like that's that's just not on liz warren's plan agenda (laughs) well he should get rid of all of them but of course we'll take it as a start i guess free public Um, college is not something that's on her radar either yeah and canceling our debt cancel my debt did we already talk about childcare? like bernie's plan is universal uh child care and pre-k 
uh, funding it for everyone. And her plan is like the most means tested bullshit, which is it would basically be free childcare for everyone who makes up to twice the poverty line. And for everyone else, it could be up to 7% of your income. Fucking um, kill me. So, yeah. <laughs> means test. Woo! Yeah, means test everything. yeah, but people just think like, oh, because she's a woman, her childcare plan's probably better, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I think there's a world in which, like, I'm not, again, I'm not sure that I can blame, I don't think I can blame Warren for all of Bernie's losses. Of course. Right? Yeah. Like, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ber- I think Warren's Warren had minimal impact in places like Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, blah blah blah. But Massachusetts, like, is there a mm-hmm. world in which if Warren was not in the race and had vocally said, "I support Bernie because while we don't see eye to eye, he, our visions are closer to each other than mine and Biden's," mm-hmm. like. I think Bernie might have won Massachusetts. He might have won Maine more decisively. Um, it, you know, Maine, as at the time of recording, Maine is still a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Um, there are places where it would have made a difference, despite, despite what Warren supporters are saying now, I think, to make themselves feel better. But Massachusetts is, like, a big one. Like, she came in third in her state, but her voice there is, like, you know, very influential. Um, yeah. yeah, like, I don't want to blame her for everything, but she doesn't get to walk away scot-free either. Like, she made a strategic decision, <laughs> and it diluted uh, from the progressive wing in some parts. And to me, that's really concerning as far as, like, characters. Like, people are comparing this election, this primary to 2016 and saying well Bernie didn't drop out till June which as a DC resident I'm grateful for because I really wanted to vote for him (laughs) (laughs) that's because we wanted I wanted a progressive wing you know pushing the moderates and basically not letting that the crowning happen until it really had to happen I sort of knew in my heart that Bernie wasn't going to win at convention um but that's not what's happening here with Liz. Like, right. there is a progressive wing, and you're staying in it for reasons that are kind of hard to understand, especially post-Super Tuesday. Yeah, you know, yeah. she was sort of like, there are still so many delegates up for grabs, and it's going to be great. But, like, your track record so far isn't, she has no momentum. So, anyway, I'm preaching <laughs> to the choir. <laughs> No, but it's it's an important point. Like it's it it is important. People, I think, increasingly, if she stays in longer and longer, people will defend her by pointing to Bernie supporters in 2016. And mm-hmm. I think it's a really important distinction to be like, he stayed in to have as much leverage as he could over the direction that the platform, like the party yes. platform, yeah. going into the election. And it was, was like just the two of like right exactly <laughs> two person like, race. And and she not like if if we were to take Elizabeth Warren at her word, then she would she should drop out. You know, if if what she actually cares about is is progressive policy, then she should drop out. But at this point, it's either an ego thing or it's it's that she's working in the material interests of the donor class. Like it's one of those two. There's no other spin on it on her staying in. I have a yeah. couple theories about what, what she's thinking. Yes, hit um, us with it. I'm hitting you. 
Um, (laughs) Not in a a bad way. No, I mean, like, I'm into it. (laughs) You already heard my Kim Gordon fanfic, so I'm, like, ready to be hit with your (laughs) shit. Let me put on my spiked boots. Yes. Perfect. All right. Um, (laughs) So with Warren, she... And I've heard this in a lot of places. Um, it hasn't been like 100% confirmed, but that, that she surrounded herself as soon as Kamala dropped out. She hired a bunch of old uh, K-Hive uh, yeah. advisors, which would make a ton of sense. Hillary people, right? Yeah, Hillary people too. Yeah. And it would make a lot of sense because their their whole um, approach has been like super online. Like they've been very good at like convincing Twitter people, but like they really haven't had much of a ground game or done anything else. Mm. I think they have really convinced her that she can win in a brokered convention that if it stays split between like Bernie and Biden, even if she doesn't have many delegates, somehow they'll get there and then she'll be like, I'm in between these positions. And then mm-hmm. they'll just hand her the crown and everybody be like, clap, clap. That's great. Which is not how things work. Oh, like literally Nancy Pelosi clap. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, it's, it's just not how things work like right. ever like it, Bernie and Biden supporters I mean presumably there's some passionate Biden supporters people will be mad they won't go for that I think it's either that or I think Biden has offered her VP or maybe a Supreme Court seat uh, oh. there's something she's getting oh for saying. fuck yeah I honestly that makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> But going into specifically the liberal feminism, women politician narrative, like, Mm -hmm. I think we all are in agreement about (laughs) what the dangerous narrative that that brings. I am losing my fucking mind from the liberal feminists. They are killing me. Yeah. I think they're doing it on purpose at this point. This is (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Well, and I think like, there's such there's such a weird like, suffragette Uh, narrative even though it's like specifically again coming from like the lineage of white women and also like not taking a look at the the fact that Bernie is staffed and endorsed by prominent women of color Um, and so if we want to look to be inspired by women all the Karens of Twitter um, (laughs) try watching AOC speak passionately about what a Bernie Sanders presidency would mean for women because like that's the shit that actually feels powerful yeah and like a lot of prominent feminists have endorsed bernie because a lot of prominent feminists are leftists because they're smart right yeah (laughs) like sorry the comedy river collective yeah yeah it's like yeah yeah they were like you misunderstood what (laughs) identity politics means um kirsten dunst endorsed bernie we love to so, see it. Honestly, iconic. <laughs> that was that was amazing. That like made my night feel better. <laughs> she yeah, she makes up for Ted Danson. Yes, <laughs> breaking for Bloomberg. Uh, that was oh, which is that like the rough. most good place. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Absolutely. And Cardi B, obviously, obviously. the most prominent feminist. Right. For Bernie. I mean, like, yeah, and. All, all of my punk icons. <laughs> yeah, gonna bring it back to them. <laughs> yeah, the musical lineup for Bernie is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, yeah. truly. Yeah, like our yeah, back for two thousand nine. 
Vampire Weekend is fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay in Vampire Weekend. I will die in the, stro- the Hill of the Strokes, though. Sure. Oh, I do love the Strokes, yeah. I have a question, um, you guys. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that, like, celebrity endorsements matter? Uh, more than they should. Yeah. I think I people no... truly are swayed by it. Like, I remember when Beyonce came out for Hillary Clinton, like, people truly lost their minds. Um, I think Beyonce has, like a weird amount of like cult listeners totally. but like how many beyonce listeners already weren't like that's pro the Hillary? thing i mean Is me that- <laughs> Wait, who, who, who did beyonce break for uh hillary clinton in the past oh in the past yeah yeah, yeah don't worry i don't think we've missed the, the beyonce endorsement this year yeah. <laughs> no, because I feel like when I see celebrities endorse Bernie, I'm like, okay, cool. When they endorse someone else, I'm like, mm, unfortunate. But I'm, I guess because I'm not swayable, I'm like, but that wouldn't change my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not, I, I'm not swayable. So Maybe it's know. more of a get out the vote thing than a, yeah. anyway, this is not an important topic of conversation. No, I think it is because it keeps happening. And like, we have to remember that celebrities are, not our friends <laughs> and, and a lot of them are rich exactly and this By is a class war very obviously like yeah. you know one thing i was like really really thinking about yesterday i almost made a tweet about it and then i stopped myself it's like the one tweet i stopped myself from making <laughs> my tl is um I have, like, no aspirations to fame. In fact, I think that fame would be very inconvenient for my sort of lone wolf lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I enjoy very much. But if I could be, like, famous for any reason, it could be so that when I say I love Bernie Sanders, it would matter and, like, sway people <laughs> who might be in the <laughs> That is literally the only So you just want to be, like, an influencer. I want to be an influencer. I do. You want to be Carolyn Calloway, who's all on the Bernie train now in a way that's like very creepy and pretty obvious. Whoa. I kind of love her Twitter. This is off topic, but I found out that like her entire chart is Sag, as is mine. And so I feel a certain (laughs) kinship to her. Yeah, she's very strange. (laughs) So, uh, Lida, I know you wanted to yell about male feminists. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh my fucking god! While we're on the subject of charts, I um, I, I'm only really starting to like get into and understand astrology. But I'm like, I have like a fire triune. I have like all the fire signs, which yes. is weird. It's weird, I guess. Yes, it um, is. I have a water trine, yeah. well, even though I'm an Aries sun. Great. Yeah, we stand. We stand your chart. We okay. <laughs> we stand. Anyway, continue. Anyway, what? Apparently, this is why I'm angry all of the time. Yes. And now I've learned that there's a reason, and this that's good. Absolutely. Um, fucking. Male fucking feminists. There, there's that fucking. Let's start with that Chuck Wendig guy. Yeah. Who is like thirst tweeting about how he wants Warren to be his mother. Ugh. It's like, it's real kinky. It's not good. And it's the kind of thing where like, if 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 a woman critiques him, he doesn't respond. If a man critiques him, it's like, well, shut up, Dave. Like, here <laughs> you come oh at my me, God. you misogynist. And right. then like, ah, oh, oh, I just he's the he's you can just like sometimes tell with people when like. Because, I, I, you know, he's like, a, I guess he's like a, a, a sci-fi fantasy writer. I mean, like, nobody's really read anything. I read one comic he wrote, actually, for Marvel that was, like, 
kind of misogynist. So, you know, incredible. But I'm sure there's like a whisper network, something like there's, there's something weird about that guy. You can just kind of tell you got to feel. Yeah. Um, and, and then fucking Joss Whedon's out there Ugh. saying stuff about how uh, we just don't trust women, you guys. And it's like, you motherfucker, you're a documented creep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Joss Whedon has like long been canceled. Um, yes. I'm not really sure why he's still giving his opinion on of, of feminism. Um, the best thing that Joss Whedon ever gave us was the character Willow. And after that happened, he can just go away now. <laughs> Truly, his opinion does not matter, and I cannot believe he tried to pull some feminist shit, even though he's truly the most documented, like, misogynist of that specific era. Yeah, like, was being a creep on sets of his, like, quote-unquote, like, feminist show. Right. There is a very particular kind of, like, of... Of, of like feminist guy mm-hmm. where it is just it is so so performative that there's there's something you can kind of tell there's something disturbing going on and <laughs> didn't notice when we were watching Buffy um but maybe we should have seen it in Xander like maybe it should have been obvious yeah. that like the self-insert character who has no powers but is just is just kind of there and so and, insecure but like also trying to prove himself and eventually has his own like heroic storyline yeah going for hot women he doesn't deserve yes yes ah the faith thing i'm still still mad anyway still mad (laughs) and still mad about cordelia also i don't know there's a we could honestly let's talk about buffy on another episode i'm so down yes (laughs) yes um yeah and so like that transitions really well into like actually understanding bernie as the socialist feminist choice um and like what it what where identity politics are just completely falling short and where policies actually matter. And I think one thing that the pundits on CNN kept fucking talking about, which is like really interesting to me in a again, nihilistic way, uh, is that they kept being like, yeah, if you ask, they were first of all talking about how many of the exit polls, uh, particularly in those southern states, um uh over or, or like cons- consistently around 50% of the voters that they polled uh decided who they were going to vote for within the last 3 days um and so i think we have this like very last minute um votes happening um and so the the reasons for voting for Biden are very different than we see the people when we're having exit polls of like why people voted for Bernie Bernie's the only candidate that people are actually bringing up pieces of his policy when asked the question, why are you voting for Bernie Sanders? Um, they're actually bringing up the documented policies that he's pushing forward. And that's not happening with the other candidates. Um, so that alone for me is like, of course, he's the socialist feminist choice because he actually has. Um, and and I think none of us here are our Bernie stands to the extent that if he were to say something fucked up, we wouldn't critique him. Of course we would, because we're actually holding him to the standard of his policies. And we're not just like shepherding in him as like this random figure who's like, I don't know. I feel like that's what's happening with Biden is it's like, oh, we're we're kind of heralding the lineage of Obama. Yeah, it feels like 
people are certainly talking about like the idea of Biden. You know, like I think they. Yeah, does that make sense? Like, I feel like there's an archetype Democrat that, to some extent, if I'm to be fair, that I think um, Pete Buttigieg embodied better than uh, Biden Definitely. did, and like maybe just because it was uh, Pete's first run, you know, like he he had to fail, and were he to run in four years, he would probably do better. Like, I think it's rare for people to actually be able to pull off what Obama did, but in 2008, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, we know he was trying to do exactly what Obama did literally (laughs) down to the speeches. I mean, he was, (laughs) yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I think that like this, this like Mr. Nice guy, Mr. Decency, like I'm the John Kasich of the, liberals or whatever i wear nice sweaters i'm unoffensive (laughs) um and i just believe in like middle ground policies i think this is what they wish biden could do and it just doesn't quite work because biden has a longer track record than mayor Pete. he has all this baggage in which unfortunately for the centrists like the center moves with the left or the right and so the right has moved right and like what seemed like the center 30 years ago now looks like super regressive so it's hard to like frame joe biden as mr nice guy when we have video of him like just gloating over the idea of sending someone to prison for many many years for holding for being caught with like a dime size of cocaine or whatever Mm -hmm. you know Um, and again, the fact that he's, that his mental health is deteriorating sort of in real time is going to be really hard for him to project the image that the establishment, I think, wants him to project. And that's going to be real fucking stark on the debate stage. Like if I were Trump, I would want nothing more because Trump Mm -hmm. is sundowning himself, but at least he still manages to be hilarious. Right. Yeah. Right. In a way that like he'll, I feel like he'll just steal the spotlight. Oh, absolutely. Biden versus Trump on a debate stage. Are you serious? Like, yeah, (laughs) it's a lot. If it, the stakes weren't so high, that might be honestly kind of entertaining. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I know we're kind of coming up on some time, but I did want our I did want to bring up like kind of the structural issues behind a lot of the things that are happening that happened yesterday rather. Um and are like the major issues with our electoral system. Uh and uh, in case people aren't aware, um, the Bernie Sanders campaign handed an injunction to California uh, asking for polls to be open until 11 p.m. because of how long the lines were uh, in California. And we saw that in Texas as well. And um, I'm forgetting his first name, but his last name is Nichols, uh, who works writes for The Nation correctly pointed out how many polling places in Texas, particularly in areas with um, large Latinx populations, were closed down uh, between 2016 and 2020. And Mm. I think that, you know, when we are living in a country that has Citizens United, where 
corporations are people and we can see mass amounts of money influencing politics on top of deep voter disenfranchisement. Um, And for us, it's obvious that elections are not about the people. (laughs) It's about maintaining the status quo. Um, But I think it's really important, you know, because even though I'm very frustrated with Elizabeth Warren and I'm very frustrated with how things kind of went down with um, the endorsements of Biden, I think it's also important to understand that like it honestly isn't even about these people because there's so many structures in place to make sure that actual working class people mm-hmm. and people who are in the most vulnerable populations do not have access to the democratic system. Yeah. Can I just share, I tweeted about this yesterday on Super Tuesday, but I personally got hashtag voter suppressed um, this year. So I'm I'm from North Carolina. I um, still vote in North Carolina, which like obviously is a battleground state. Um, And I don't live in North Carolina. I'm a student um, and uh, elsewhere. And so in order to vote, I have to get an absentee ballot. Um, But North Carolina publishes the addresses where they send every absentee ballot. So you can go online and look up somebody who has an absentee ballot and it will tell you where that absentee ballot was sent. Um, and this is this is a voter suppression method. Um, anybody who has experienced like domestic violence, abuse, um, stalking is automatically essentially not able to vote absentee in North Carolina. Um, and North Carolina has this like thing where they try to they like are like, no, it's not voter suppression. Look, like if you fall into this category and that's why you don't want us to publish your address online, you can come to a North Carolina BOE um, Board of Elections uh, physical location, which is obviously potentially difficult for somebody who has to vote absentee. Mm-hmm. Um you can come in person and prove to us that you are escaping a domestic violence oh situation God. and then we won't publish your address online. <laughs> and I know like oh. for me personally, like, so, you know, not to like TMI with the listeners, but like I didn't know that this was happening. And um, my dad who like, I don't, he should not know where I live. Um, showed up in New York at the coffee shop around the corner from my apartment um, in 2016. And I didn't know how he had found out where I lived because I keep that really under wraps. And the answer is because my absentee ballot got sent there. And and so like, I can't vote. And it's, it's like, who does this affect? It affects women. It affects um, people who are queer, who potentially like can't, you know, who have been kicked out of their families. It affects disproportionately affects transgender people, like a lot of younger people, potentially people who are, um, you know, women who have children, like it's, it's all of these demographics who are most likely to vote against, you know, the, the status quo essentially. And it's just like, we hear a lot like about shutting down, polling places like Laura was talking about that's definitely been an issue in North Carolina like actively attempting to shut down polling places in 
um, primarily like black neighborhoods. Um, But this is just like, it's, there's another, this is just another example. And there's so many insidious ways that they make it hard for people to vote. And like, you know, anyway, just like a personal story from somebody who wanted to vote vote for Bernie, but couldn't, because I couldn't get back to North Carolina for the election. Um, (sighs) It's like, it's so fucked. It's so fucked. Yeah, truly. That never even crossed my mind. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Kellen. <laughs> yeah, we truly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody who voted for Bernie yesterday. Like, you did what I couldn't. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. When I saw and- he lost North Carolina, I was like, it's because they didn't let Kellen vote. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, North Carolina. This is all your fault. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Kellen is North Carolina's saving grace. I know. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Does anyone have any final thoughts, projections, feelings, other than astrally projecting out of this reality <laughs> and into uh, a socialist <laughs> feminist future, which is what I will be doing for the remainder of the electoral season? <laughs> um. Yeah. It's not over, is yeah. what I'd say. Yeah. It's, it, things look pretty dark, and we might be in a lot of trouble. But, you know, there's a reason that Obama... O- Obama could have endorsed Biden a year ago. Yeah. And, you know, because he was the front runner then, as Vanessa said, and, and the other centrists either hadn't entered or really hadn't consolidated. There's a reason. He's a really weak front runner. Yeah. He's... Yeah. he's if he has to debate just like him, Bernie, and, and maybe Warren, he's not going to do well unless Warren is out there throwing bombs. Uh, it's yeah, which is possible. The hell with her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but he really he's a bad candidate. So mm-hmm. we, we I mean he'll lose to Trump for sure if he's the nominee. But right. I think we still have a chance to win this. And if you care a lot, you should be volunteering. You can do text banking. I do it all the time. It yeah. soothes my anxiety. Yes. Yeah, it's really easy to do. You don't use your actual phone number. So like I know, again, similarly to what Kellen was saying, it's not good to feel like your number is like out there in the world. But (laughs) they do. They have a lot of security measures in place to make it really easy for you and have like prepared responses so that it's like very minimal effort as well as really, really impactful. Hell yeah. Keep fighting. Keep fucking fighting. Keep fighting. Yay. Oh, my God. Well, again, thank you to our incredible current affairs beauties uh, for coming on and speaking with us, as well as uh, particularly Vanessa for really waking up at the crack of dawn. Um, Had dawn cracked when you woke up? Dawn had not cracked. Oh, my God. a troop. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, no, incredible. Best way to wake up. Yes. Oh, yay. Um, awesome. Do you do y'all want to share your handles so that people can follow what you are up to um, if they don't already? I am at Vanessa underscore a B like the fuzzy winged animal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you should absolutely follow Vanessa. She's hilarious. Very true. Uh, and... No, everyone should follow all of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do okay. I do okay. Vanessa's like uniquely hilarious. Um, I am Lyda underscore gold. If you want to take out how men should be fired into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Fire them right Every the man. Sun. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm at Socialist Willow, which now honestly 
with Joss Whedon. I'm like, I feel like I got to change it. It's been that for fucking years. And also people, I think, think my name is Willow on there. And I'm just like, no. definitely do. People have, like, called you Willow to me before. However, I'll also say sometimes I, like, when I'm going to text you, I, like, type in Socialist Willow. (laughs) And then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? (laughs) I don't really. It's been that way for so long because Willow's a witch and she's queer and she's fucking badass. But also, honestly... Might be You're time. reclaiming. You can reclaim Willow. People also get my name wrong because of Twitter. Yes. Um, yes. I switched that also the happens. first <laughs> the first and the first letters of my first and last name and my Twitter handle, and so everybody calls me Helen. Um, my name is Kellen. You can find me at Helen Kenniford. That's H E L L E N K E N I F O R D. So oh, yeah, mine is at Zonasif Z O N A S E E F. Um, Fuck yeah, we have yeah, that. Uh, that's really. I mostly just post things about astrology, um, and then I also have an astrology account uh, <laughs> called Astrolatariat, where I just what? give some leftist astrology takes. So uh, there you go. Didn't know about this. I'm following you right now. Oh <laughs> Amazing. It's a ridiculous account. I like got too stoned one night and was like, the world needs my takes. Can confirm because she was texting me the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, got a little manic and made it, but it's, I like it. No, it's great. Um, well, again, thank you all so much and uh, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> fuck the patriarchy. Yes. Uh, Democratic Party, just throwing that out there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a good rest of your day, y'all. Happy Bye. Super Wednesday. Happy Super <laughs> Wednesday. Or whatever day super you're listening Wednesday. to. Hope it's super. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.